Many Christian women feel unsatisfied in their life, like there's something more out there for them. Redemption Unveiled is here to help women take the adventure God has for them so that they don't live their life and miss out on the purpose they were created for. Hi, I'm Haley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today because I have a very special episode for you. I have a guest teaching and you are going to love it. I'm going to tell you it's my sister. Okay. It fits right on in the adventure teaching that we are on and living and you are going to love it. Before we get into that, I want to tell you this. I have an announcement everyone get ready. <laughs> it's um, So last week I mentioned the Adventure Starter Pack that I am developing, I, am, I have created, and truly I am so excited about this because this is going to be something that helps women get things done, particularly the ideas that you believe God is putting on your heart, the ideas that you've kind of had nudging at you for a while, oh, is this something God wants me to do? That is that is who I created this for. The, the Christian woman who has been thinking on this idea and really thinking this is something God wants me to do, okay? So the Adventure Starter Pack is honestly still kind of in development. <laughs> it really is. It's a big project and that's simply because I wanted to support you perfectly. So I've decided to take a few women through this program, and I would love if this sounds like something you are interested in, moving forward with that thing that God has asked you to do, and you want some support, I want to invite you to apply to be part of my beta my beta group. I'm only looking for three women. So this isn't, I don't want anyone to think this is like a huge group or anything like that. So if you apply, you might not um, be selected. It's, it's, I'm looking for a group of three women that really are ready to do the thing God has asked you to do. Now that can be anything, honestly, any idea that you have. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to support you through the obstacles and keep you focused. This will be about a three-month beta group process, um, unless your idea is something that is less time. You know, (laughs) if you can get it done in a month, then you probably don't want to be part of the process for three months. But this is for the woman who is ready to take action. And you know what? I have a feeling right now, I have a few women listening to this, that you're having an idea come to your mind, this this idea that comes to you of, oh, I could do that. And I don't even, here's the thing, I don't even want to give you guys examples because at this moment, because I'm kind of trusting that there's some women out there that actually already have something in mind, right? I don't want to shape you. That's one of my hearts of this podcast. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to like fan the flame of what is in you. I want you, I want your mind to be cre- to be willing to think, what if I actually did this thing? What if I took the risk? 
What if I was willing to fail or willing to embarrass myself or willing, oh my, I'm getting kind of hot. You know what I mean? It's like those moments like, oh, what if I did it? What if I took the time to do the thing now? So if you think you're ready to take the time to do the thing, the idea that God has given you, and maybe you can't finish in three months, but maybe you just want to get going. I'm looking for three women, three women who are ready to take action. So I actually have a form, an application that you can fill out if you're interested. That is at adventurestarterpack.com and you can go on and basically you're going to help me perfect and develop this program so that I in the future can help many women in the best possible way accomplish what God has on their hearts and on their minds. Okay, so for today's episode, like I told you, I have a very special guest, and it is my sister, Hannah. So some of you know that I am one of seven kids. I'm number three of the seven. Hannah's number two, which makes her my much, much, much older sister. Hannah, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. And um, she, you guys may think all, um, uh, all kids in a family would be the same, and we're all comfortable with speaking and she has been on the podcast before and she's done amazing however she doesn't like this she doesn't like putting herself out there and speaking and she talks about that in a little bit of her teaching and it was so wonderful I was able to sit in the front row and listen to her and I was so proud and you're gonna hear this you're going to hear everything we've been talking about the last few weeks, and it correlates very well to my teaching that I shared with you last week. This is a girl who has decided to fully take the adventure that God has for her, even though it costs her something, she has to sacrifice, surrender, and it is absolutely just she did perfect. (laughs) She did perfect. And I'm so proud of her. And yeah, so I love you, Hannah. And every one of you listening to this are going to be so happy that she took the chance to do what God has asked her to do. That's what's so exciting. That's what I want you guys to get into. I want you to fully understand that what you do and you stepping into what God has for you is so important. That's, that is my heart. I want to push you into the destiny God has for you. And I love that Hannah is teaching on that and she is going to help me push you into what God has for you. So enjoy this amazing teacher teacher, teacher, teaching by this amazing woman. Hannah, I'm so proud of you. I love you. Enjoy. All right. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Hannah Brown. I have grown up in this church. Um, I've seen it go through every season. And I have to say, I'm very, very excited about the season that we're in right now. The part that John left out about... um, me going to him, uh, when the, the day that he was preaching, my heart was like beating so fast, and I knew, <laughs> I could feel God saying, you're going up there. And the part he left out was that when I told him I felt like I was supposed to get up here and preach, was that I had tears in my eyes <laughs> and really didn't want to be saying what was coming out of my mouth, but I knew 
that that's what God wanted me to do. See, this is not something that comes easy to me. It may surprise you, but I'm the girl who got up in front of her college speech class and started bawling during her final speech, literally because I was so anxious and nervous. I was like, I, it was a disaster, like literal disaster. I just tried to wrap it up through the sobbing and ever since that day have literally planned not to ever do this ever again. But look at me. Here I am. And so I tell you that because, just so you know, this is not something, I mean, I am nervous. Like, this is not something that I'm like, you know, call my thing. But sometimes God calls us out of that comfort zone. And um, I'm definitely in a season where I'm tired of living, not taking that next step. And so I'm answering the call. So um, it's very, it really is just crazy. When you stand back and see how God works, for Scott to get up and give the word that he gave this morning about redemption, and John to talk about this week on his Facebook about how um, if you want things to change, you have to change. And all those little pieces are just confirmation. To be honest, I wasn't really sure what I was going to speak on, but as I started thinking more and more about it, it all started coming together. We have not talked. I have not told them what I'm sharing. So that makes it just that much more of a cool experience to see the, um, just the Holy Spirit work. So today, I want to tell you a little bit about my journey. Uh, my husband and I got married in 2005. I was 20 years old, and I would say the first few years were just your typical get used to getting married type stuff, but nothing really too big to speak of. And in 2008, our world, I've practiced this four times in my living room without crying. Uh, Our world was flipped upside down. We were on a business trip with his parents in California, And we got a call that there had been a tornado back at home. And they were unable to find, um, at that time, it was my brother-in-law's fiance's family. So we immediately stop what we're doing, start, go back to the hotel, start trying to figure out a way to get back home. And while we're trying to get a flight back home, we get the absolute worst call you could imagine. They call us and say that they found them, and it appeared that the tornado was like a rain-wrapped tornado, and you have to imagine this was before Joplin tornado, so this was not like when we had all the things we have now, all the alerts, all the shelters, all the everything, you know, it's like overload now. And they said that it was a rain-wrapped tornado, and they were actually heading to a wedding to sing. The, uh, the dad, and it appeared that they drove right into the tornado. In an instant, her life, her parents, her only brother, and her closest grandma were gone. So, as you can imagine, just complete and utter devastation. 
And that was kind of a time in life when it's like you just do what you do to help people get by. You just step in, try to hold everyone up. I will say that going to a funeral with four caskets is an utter nightmare. And so as you can imagine, journeying through this is just really hard. For everyone involved, these were my in-laws' closest friends, their future daughter-in-law's entire life. So it was just a really, really hard time in life. And so that was a layer of just heavy. This is really the only way I can describe it. So not too long after that, we had a bright moment in our life where we welcomed our first son in 2009. And it was kind of like an exciting time for everyone. We had been through such a hard year that was like just a little glimmer of hope. And he was about a year old. And we were on vacation again uh, with my husband's family, and he actually experienced anaphylaxis shock. He was 14 months old, and we were sitting there at lunch, and he started getting spots all over his face, and instantly I was like, something's going on. I stand up, and before I could even take 10 steps out of the restaurant, he is gasping for air and vomiting just the thickest phlegm I could ever imagine, just, (laughs) you know, and to watch your baby literally fight, like, to breathe, it was just very tyrannic. So we get to our room, and I had Benadryl, and we literally are shoving it down his throat because that's all we had. We didn't know he had allergies at this time. And the doctor, the, um, hotel doctor or whatever comes in, and we're in Mexico. And he's talking to us, and of course, we're just thankful that he, his system, we did get to calm down. And he hands us literally a needle this big and a vial of epinephrine and says, if this happens again, you are going to need this. So allergies build and build, and each time they get worse and worse and worse. Well, I have never given a shot in my life. I don't even really enjoy them myself. So as a good mother I was, I fed him butter noodles the rest of the trip and said, you will survive because I am not taking a chance. We didn't know what it was. We were at an all-inclusive, so he had food on his tray, you know, whatever. And so that started a journey, another level of just hard. We came back home and we went to the allergist and Here, locally, I left the doctor's appointment. He handed me a piece of paper. He said, your son is allergic to 10 out of 18 food groups. Go home and do the elimination diet and then test them. Well, that next year was horrible. And by a year later, he was eating hot dogs and macaroni. And it was just, it was like, You know, you take out eggs for two weeks and then you start feeding him eggs and then he gets hives and then you're like, it's just a whole bunch of just unknown. Come to find out, once we finally were referred to Children's Mercy, they told us that was horrible advice. They would never recommend anyone test allergies on a child at home without, you know, doctor's supervision. But as a mom, 
it was just like this constant like worry that was just all over me. And I would say that was another layer of heavy. So life is feeling kind of heavy at this point because obviously we're still navigating, you know, what happened a year before. And then the Joplin tornado hit. My husband grew up in Joplin. His parents lived in Joplin. They own a business in Joplin. And it was a whole another season of life where, so his parents' house was hit by the tornado. They had built their dream home. His mom designed it down to every detail. And the day after the tornado, we're standing in their, you know, what was their beautiful home, trying to help them salvage what we could as the rain is pouring down on us with no electricity and just feeling just heaviness. And man, at this point, I feel like we were just treading, I mean, we were treading water, but we were, it was hard to keep your head above water, you know. The waves would come, and it just, it was just really dark. And then right after that, just a couple months after that, unexpectedly, my husband's grandma passed away. She was an amazing grandma. They called her Gammy. And it was just like another punch in the gut. And you know, when you're going through hard times and a hard season, dreams, you don't dream. Dreams die. (laughs) The last thing you can think about is dreaming something exciting because everything really sucks. (laughs) And you know, I was kind of in that season as a mom, like, okay, we need to add to our family. And if you've ever been in that place, you know that once you get that urge, there's no putting, you know, putting that in a box. Something that consumes your mind, you're constantly talking about it. But talking about it with my husband, of course we knew we wanted to add more kids to the family, but it was just like, if you look at our life on paper, it felt like a horrible time. But for me, it was just this burning desire inside. And one day, our two-year-old comes up to me and he says, Mom, Mommy, you're going to have a baby. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I wish, you know, that's not happening right now. And he said, no, Mommy, you have a baby in your belly. And I was like, started getting that little hopeful feeling like, oh my gosh, what if he's right? It'd be awesome if he was right because everything feels really crappy right now. And, you know, thinking about planning such just felt really hard. And sure enough, he was right. A few days later, we found out that I was pregnant with our second child. And you know, when you find out you're pregnant, if you've ever experienced that, you start planning, dreaming again. You know, it was kind of like life just started like bubbling up. It's like at Christmas, you know, our baby is going to be this old and I'm going to be pregnant throughout the very, very hot summer all the way to the very end. And where are we going to put the baby? What's the baby's name going to be? You know, all these things, you just start dreaming instantly. You can't not do it as a mom, as a dad. I mean, brother, we've already told him, you're going to be a big brother. You think, oh, they're going to be, you know, three years apart. Perfect. You know, all these things. And about nine and a half weeks, we lost the baby. And about this time in life, I got to say, I was 
questioning God a little bit. Like, what on earth? Why? Why did I even have to get pregnant? Why did I even have to start dreaming again? Everything has been so hard. We were so excited. What was the point? And about this time, I made a pretty conscious decision that I was done feeling. I was done feeling sad. I was done feeling anxious. I was done feeling mad. I was mad. At this point, I was mad that that baby was taken from us. And I can remember the day that I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done feeling. I'm turning off my feelings, and we will just get through life. Because at this point, it felt like we were just surviving. Barely keeping our head above water, out of breath, tired of treading water, just everything felt so hard. And, you know, honestly, we walked through a couple more years of hard. I watched my parents walk through a very hard situation. My dad had started a business with his dad and his brother. And through everything, they ended up losing the business. And I watched them lose my childhood home. And so just, things just, it just felt easier just to, all right, well, this is what we're throwing. All right, we'll just get through it like a robot and good to go. Of course, we step in and help them and support them as much as you can. But as a daughter, I can remember laying in bed and crying to my husband like, it's so sad. There's so many sad things, you know, in this life. And just not really sure. Like, I worry about my parents, you know. I, how are they going to make it? How is this going to turn out? Where are they going to live? What about my brother and my sister that still lived at home? You know, just all these things. And we did welcome our daughter during that time. And of course, that was super fun. And we, it's not that we didn't have any bright moments. Of course, we had happy moments too. But there was just a lot of hard. And through the time when I had decided that I would just not feel anymore, I just was coasting through, surviving. And just like Haley um, shared a couple weeks ago, you know, Jesus will let us sit on the shore. He let me sit there for a good few years. I didn't even attempt to go into the ocean and into the cave and try to find the treasure. I honestly didn't care what treasure there was because I felt like the, the opening that I had opened up got ripped out. I had no interest in treasure. I just wanted to sit on the shore in the safe zone and just survive. And he let me sit there. I never questioned if God left me. I knew better than that. I knew that he was there, but I was kind of just tired of fighting. And I would say, like I said, God let me live there for quite a while. And then we started going through a season that, honestly, my husband decided to step up and lead our family. I don't even know if we had a conversation that we both were literally just trying to survive, but I think we just knew. We were both doing the best we could, but it really wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't that fun. And he decided to lead our family. He decided that that year, it was around a New Year's resolution, and I'm pretty sure I made some sort of resolution that didn't matter 
wasn't going to challenge me and wasn't going to make me feel a thing, you know, probably wouldn't even end up, you know, coming to fruition. But he, had, he chose that he was going to read the Bible from front to back or however he did it, the whole thing, in a year. And he stepped up and he took the reins of our family and he started leading us. And there was something about that that it felt like almost gave me permission. Okay, you can follow him. Just take a step. And slowly, those walls that I had built up started coming down. So today I wanted to share that story because, like John says, if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change. And that is where I lived for quite a while. But the last several years, I've felt God step by step just tear down walls and just kind of urge me to, you know, I don't know, take different steps. Start learning for myself. Start digging in on my own. And slowly those scales just started to fall off. And I'm not going to say it wasn't easy to just trust again. I had lost a lot of trust. A lot of really bad things had happened in our life, in a season of life. And it felt really hard. But slowly he was right beside us, helping us each and every step of the way. And so today I wanted to share, I had three different words as I was thinking back on this. of kind of three different keys that I felt like for me to get out of this pit that um, apply here. So the first one is surrender. And surrendering is not easy. Surrendering means giving up control. In James 4, 7 through 8 in the Amplified, it says, so submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. God is asking each and every one of us, no matter where we are, to surrender our will to him and to take those steps. The second word that I had was sacrifice. And I feel like this was a big one for us because sacrifice, again, I means giving up, you know, laying down your life, giving up your selfish desires for something better, for something that God has for you. In Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So today, in today's world, the world is feeding us, you do you. Do what makes you comfortable. Live your truth. But that's not, that's not what the Bible says. Not even close. It says, lay down your life. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Literally the complete opposite. <laughs> and I feel like for us, there was just keys of like, you know, 
we're not going to watch that show anymore. We're not going to talk that way. We're not going to allow our kids to talk that way. We're not going to do different things. Sacrificing. Sacrificing that selfish. Of course, we're all selfish. And there's things that this world offers that we enjoy. But those are the things, a lot of those things are the things that God tells us not to take part in. But everyone else is doing it. And it feels comfortable there. And unfortunately, God is calling us out of comfortable. I don't mean unfortunately, but you know, you know what I mean. No one likes being uncomfortable. Most of us like living a comfortable life. And then the third word that I have is trust. Trusting God. You know, when you trust somebody, you usually know them. You have a relationship with them. You probably don't have a lot of trust for somebody that you don't know. And that's what we, we have to get to know God. We have to get to know his true character. He wants to get to know each and every one of you. And just like Haley said, like he'll let us live on the shore, but he will also go with us out into the ocean. He's not asking us to do it all on our own, but he's not going to do it for you. He wants you to go with him. And in Psalms 37, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Psalms 37, 4 and 5. So today, I just want to encourage you. For anyone living in a hard season, and I know it's not easy because I chose not to really participate for a while, but I can tell you that the joy and the treasure that you get to experience when you choose to walk through the hard instead of becoming an unchanging robot. I literally looked back at my life at that time and hadn't changed as a person for five years. That's the point of this life, is to change into the person that God has created each and every one of us to be. Not to survive. And it's not always easy, but that is the point. And I can remember kind of looking back and being like, oh, like, that's discouraging. I'm the same person, if not a worse person, than I was when all this began. And God wants each and every one of us to find out who he created us to be, live in that, and to discover what our destiny is. He has great things for each person even though it may not feel like it in the season that you're in. So, today, I wanted to end with a prophetic word. And something in the last few years that my husband and I have really dug into is the prophetic ministry. And as I was preparing for this, I got an email from the Daily Prophetic and I start reading it, and I'm like, oh my goodness. 
Like, it's just crazy. Because when you are walking in where God has you, the confirmations just, they come. And I was just blown away. So I thought that it was pretty fitting, and I wanted to end with that today. So I'm going to read it to you. And if, it, if you feel like it's for you as well, I would just encourage you to just accept it for you, for your life, for your family. The title is, You Have Been Through a Season of Spiritual Rehabilitation. I have been resetting your heart, reviving your spirit, reigniting your passion, reaffirming your identity, realigning your relationships, recalibrating your spiritual sight, reordering your priorities, reframing your perspective, reestablishing your boundaries, rewiring your thinking, repairing your brokenness, reminding you of my faithfulness, reconnecting you with important alliances, recovering what you have lost or had stolen, removing unfruitful commitments and tying up loose ends. I had to press pause to do a deep work in your soul because what is coming is so much greater and glorious than what has been. I want you to have a capacity to carry what I am pouring out. I have been stripping back the scales and peeling off the layers that have hidden your true identity, breaking burdens of false responsibilities and outdated loyalties, detoxifying religious mindsets and cleansing you of contaminants, untangling foggy thinking and unraveling confusion. It's been painful, but filled with purpose. At times, it has felt if you have lost your way, that you're not sure who you are any longer. You have began to doubt what I have spoken to you. You began to ask yourself, am I done? Should I settle for less? No, I have been bringing forth the true you, the one I formed and wired in the womb. And now I am reintroducing you to yourself, reminding you, this is who you really are. You are emerging as a brave heart, brimming with boldness and beauty, filled with fresh clarity, confidence, courage, and creativity, walking in new levels of transparency and truth, vulnerability and victory, authenticity and authority, dressed for battle, prepared for promotion, adorned in my anointing, garbed in my glory, not an outsider looking in, but an obedient one stepping in. Immovable and invoidable, solid and stable. Look up. The wilderness wandering is behind you. Your inheritance is before you. The direction will become clear. The uncertainty will be gone. The way forward, forward will be obvious. It's time. You are ready. Come out of the cave. Re-emerge. Re-engage. Recover all. And as you can imagine, when I read that, I'm like, okay, uh, can you, like this dude that shared this, like, are you spying me? No, literally was speaking right to this message that I had been working on. And just looking back over my life the last several years, you know, and it's just amazing. Like if, and I just want to encourage everyone, 
if you would just be willing to take that step, whatever it is for you, getting out your Bible, listening to sermons during the week instead of turning on the trash TV, finding a good spiritual podcast that you could fill your time with instead of, you know, music, worldly music, listening to worship music when you're in your house alone, serving at the church, just something that fills you and takes place of something, you know, that doesn't. I just encourage each person, if where you are in your life, if you could just do one thing, you don't have to do it all at once. And that's honestly, I can remember thinking, I, this is a pretty, you know, I'm on the bottom of the ocean right now. Everything felt so heavy. How am I supposed to get to the top? It feels like I might die. But it was just one step, one little thing. And then you had a desire to do another little thing and read another book and grow a little bit more. He's not asking you to do it all at once. Just take that step and trust him. So today I just want to finish in prayer. And if everyone wouldn't mind just standing up, and I just feel like I'm supposed to ask if you are in a hard season and you are, you know, wanting to accept this word, if you just put your hands out while I'm praying and just accept it from God. Dear Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I just thank you for Bicoda. I thank you for the season we're in. I thank you for showing up for us. And Lord, I thank you for giving me the courage to step into what you asked me to do. I pray for each and every person here today, Lord, that as I shared this message, if it tugged at their heart at all, or if they're in a hard season of life, Lord, that you would just touch them. You would, they would feel your touch. They would feel your comfort, Lord. And I pray that this word that I just shared, that it would just be something that they would be able to accept for their own. That they would begin to start seeing you reemerge them into who you created them to be. They would start finding their true identity of who you created them to be. And I just ask right now, as they have their hands open wide, Lord, that that would just be something that you would just pour into them. You would fill them up with your love and that they would just begin to be able to recognize you working in their life. As they take those steps, Lord, I pray that they would just see step by step the scales falling off, the walls coming down each and every step of the way. I pray that the craving for you would become more and more as they begin to learn more and more about you. And I just thank you for this season, and I thank you for who you are. I thank you for being an amazing father, for being a patient father, but also being a father that will push us in to the uncomfortable and ask us to do things that will help us grow just a little bit more. I just pray as people walk out of here, Lord, that you would just do a healing work in them. And I just thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Didn't she do just absolutely amazing? Yes, she did. I'm so proud. And the truth is, is that I want you just as Hannah talked about, just as we've been talking about, I want you to do the thing. 
I want you to do that scary thing that you are afraid that is the thing God just may be asking you to do and you don't want to do it. Isn't that crazy? That's what I want you. That's what I want you to do. I want all of us to be women that follow our creator into the purposes he has for our life. That is the call on my life is to help you do the call on your life. And I, as I've been talking about, that's where this whole adventure starter pack idea has come from. And I am so excited to finally kind of be creating this thing that I know is going to help women act, help women take the courage to move forward, help women get past that confusion and feel supported. Okay, so I am looking for three women who are ready to do what God is asking them to do. The idea, the challenge, the the creation, whatever it is, I'm ready to help you take the leap into the adventure God has for you. Okay, go to adventurestarterpack.com and you can sign up. And like I said, I'm only taking three, so I'm actually going to have you apply, and then I'm going to select three people to go through this, and I cannot wait to get started. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope that if you don't have an idea of something God's asking you to do, I am hoping that over this next week, you have this idea come knocking on your little brain, and that you truly start feeling haunted in a good way by this whisper that's inviting you onto an adventure. I'll see you guys back next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I absolutely loved having you here. Now don't forget, if you are ready to say yes to that thing that God has been asking you to do, and you want some support, go to adventurestarterpack.com and let me help you not only start your adventure, but finish it. And for those of you saying, how do I know what God wants me to do? I don't know. What adventure should I start with? How do I know if it's God? I have something for you too, and it's totally free. Go to redemptionunveiled.com adventure. I have a private podcast that you can listen to that will help you clarify what adventure God is inviting you on and where you should start. Thank you guys so much for joining me. As always, you can catch me on any of the socials. I'll see you next time.